0: Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Tesla cleverly lowers the price of the Model S, defiantly refutes claims of suspension troubles with the S and more. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Ride the Lightning. It is the Tesla Motors Unofficial Podcast, episode 45 for June 12th, 2016. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, and I am recording a bit early this week due to a business trip to LA. I have to leave on a Saturday because of the Electronic Entertainment Expo. If you're familiar with video games, you're probably familiar with it. It's uh, referred to commonly as E3. It is the video game industry's annual trade show. It is IGN's busiest time of the year, the video game industry's busiest time of the year. It's pretty cool, actually. It's like Christmas morning for the video game industry because you get all sorts of new game and product announcements. So uh, the reason I state that is because that means I have to record early, which means I'm really hoping nothing major happens in Tesla news between the time I had to record this and the time it airs because that happens to me Seemingly, every time I do that uh, on my Xbox podcast for IGN, that seems to happen to me all the time. So uh, if it does happen, I apologize. Now, uh, before I get started with this week's news, I wanted to make a big show announcement, uh, and that is the launch of my Patreon. I have launched a Patreon for this podcast, for Ride the Lightning, and uh, let me explain it to you. I've been thinking about doing this for a while but I'll be completely honest. I have been really, uh, I've thought long and hard about it. And I just thought that I needed to earn the trust and respect of the audience first, before I could say, before I could say, Hey, please consider supporting me with a, with a monthly pledge. I just felt like I needed to do this show for a while. I needed to Prove that it would be consistent, that it would get better. Which I, I it's definitely been consistent. I hope it's gotten better. Um, and I'll tell you, I, you know, I, I wanted you, and I wanted you guys to to get to know me, and that I'm not just some, you know, I don't know, some guy just looking for to capitalize off a of Tesla's name with some with a podcast or something. I, I wanted to prove, I wanted to show, I wanted you to get to know me, so that you could see that my passion and my enthusiasm. Are genuine, uh, as well as my commitment to this. You know, I I have uh, we're on episode forty-five here, and the show has hit your feed every Sunday at nine a.m. Eastern time uh, for the last forty-five weeks, with the lone exception of a planned, a pre-planned, uh, you know, week off over the the Christmas holidays there last year that that I'd warned everybody about ahead of time. So. Uh, I, uh, if you're the, the, website, by the way, I'll give it up front here. It's patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. And Patreon is spelled pretty much exactly how it sounds P A T R E O N. So it's the word patron with an E wedged in the middle of it. And if you're not familiar with Patreon, it's basically, it's a way to support content creators that you love who create content you enjoy. It's not Kickstarter because Kickstarter is for a single project that has a a start and an end. And it's one thing. Patreon is more, it's for authors. It's for podcasters. It's for painters. It's for, uh, you know, YouTubers who make videos. It's, it's a very easy thing to do. You can, you know, you, like an account is simple. It's very secure. It's a very established site. At this point, there's nothing shady about it. In fact, my friends and former coworkers, Colin and Greg, started an entire business on Patreon, which which is thriving a year and a half later. Here, now uh, you can use a credit card, you can use PayPal. It's very simple, and and uh, again, it's it's completely voluntary. You know, this is I'm hoping you'll take a look at the Patreon page, uh, and you know consider. Consider making a pledge. There's is, nothing is required of you. Nothing about the show is going to change. But you know, thinking about this, there, there's a couple key reasons I wanted to do this, and and uh, they're they're probably pretty obvious. But I'll I'll go through them. I mean, the first one, honestly, is that uh, the show has grown a lot, which I'm extremely proud of and I'm extremely grateful for it. And as but I'm the kind of person where when I get really into something, I cannot uh half asset. I I I go completely all in, fully down the rabbit hole on whatever it is I'm doing whether it's my job, whether it's something at home. It's just it's just sort of my my nature. And as this podcast has grown, which again, I'm just I'm so grateful for by the way. It's it's now, you know, pretty much any given time if you look in the automotive section of iTunes podcast, it's in the top 10. And when I first started it, it used to take me a couple hours a night, one night a week, total done. Uh, But now, in addition to all the studying that I'm doing all week by staying on top of everything and watching the stock tickers and the news and the forums, uh, you know, I'm, I'm now I'm doing I'm writing up all the show notes. I'm, uh, you know, listening, screening, all the ride, the lightning hotline calls, editing it all together, putting it all together, recording it, editing it, public, uploading it, publishing it. It's taken actually a, a good bit more of my time than it used to almost, uh, it's almost become its own little part-time job. One that, by the way, I love, I would, you know, cause there's, I could stop doing this tomorrow if I, if I thought it was, you know, if I just didn't want to do it anymore, there's no, there's nothing forcing me to keep doing it, of course so uh it's with that you know that time commitment that that time that energy that passion that enthusiasm that commitment that goes into it is is where I'm hoping that uh if you're if you like the show, you appreciate it that maybe you'll recognize that, and if you you maybe you might consider making a pledge now the second reason is probably the more even more obvious one and and that's Uh, now I'm, and that's of course the, the model three I'm, I am by no means asking my audience to buy me a model three. That's, that's not what this is. You know, I've got some, I've got a savings thing going, I'm, I'm doing my best, but you know, as I've said on recent shows, you know, thing between the dog and you know, you go, he's got kid stuff, this thing, that thing it's, it's tough. It's been, it's been a tough road to try and get to the model three that I want to get to, which is, which is you know, I want to, this is, this is going to be the, the big one for me. This is a car I've been waiting for, you know, not, well, let's see. Well, it was announced. I mean, for me, I got into Tesla seven years ago. I mean, it's been a long road for me and this has been, you know, something I've been just striving for, for a while. And, uh, you know, so again, I'm not looking for the audience to buy me a car, but I will say I'm simply being a hundred percent honest about where all of the pledges are. Are going to go. They are going to go into the Tesla fund to help try and get me the best Model Three I can get. Uh, I figure, you know, what better way to try and fund my dream Tesla than to use any pledges made in support of this weekly Tesla podcast that I started in order to do it? I mean, it's it, it just feeds itself, right? So the Tesla dream is getting closer. 2017, you know, fall 2017 is getting closer, and. And I tell you, I know it's going to be amazing. I, I, I know that based on the fact that owning my first dream car, the DeLorean, was even better th- than the dream of owning it. Like the actual ownership was incredible. I just, you know, I, I miss that car. I I love it so much. I still do. And, and having it was even better than wanting to have it. And I really feel like the Tesla is going to do that too for me in the sense that as I think I've said before, you know I, I really think it's going to change my life for the better in the sense that you know I want to I'm going to drive more I'm going to take trips I want to take my family all over the bay on weekends and without worrying about costs or emissions or any of that stuff it's just we just go we're in a we're in a safe vehicle we we it's it's costing practically nothing and you know have it and have life experiences and I've you know I've got family in in Las Vegas in fact. Uh, my, my daughter, her, the one family member she hasn't met is my uncle, my uncle Bob in Las Vegas, who, uh, he is, he is, he has a, a tra I don't know if I call it a travel phobia, but he definitely, he doesn't leave home. He doesn't leave his home city very often. He doesn't like to travel. He, he is afraid of planes and we've just not yet gotten to go down and, and see them. And, uh, you know, I want to drive, I I would, I would drive down there in a heartbeat. And, uh, anyway, I I don't want to make, I don't uh, want to turn it into like a sob story or anything like that, but, uh, it's, you know, I, I know that this is going to be great. And of course you guys know, that I'm I'm all in, you know, I want the top end model three that I can get. I I would ideally, I want to get the, I want dual motor and performance and upgrade and as much stuff as I can. And, you know, cause this is going to be, I mean, this is going to be it. I'm going to be all in on this. I'm going to be, this is going to be a dream come true for me. You know, when it's funny when I see, (laughs) I have to say, this is, this is like a petty human thing that I do. Whenever I see someone who's clearly like not, they have like a, P90D or something, and, and they'll do something where I see that they don't really care about the car, whether it's like, I don't, I don't know, even can't even think of a great example, but you, know, you can kind of imagine what I'm talking about. And I'll just look at it and go, actually, you know, I'll give you a concrete example. There is, there is a P90D ludicrous Model S parked in our building that's literally been sitting there, uh, plugged into the pay blinks charger for, for weeks. And it's. <laughs> I just look at that car and go, well, clearly this guy doesn't care about it. He doesn't even drive it like you should give it to me. But anyway, I'm getting off the rails. Um, so, so that's, you know, those are the two big reasons. It's, it's the, the time investment that's going into this every week. And it's the, it's being honest about, about, uh, where the pledges will go. You know, this is going to go into a Tesla fund. And I'm hoping if, if either or both of those appeals to you and, you know, and connects with you that, uh, that maybe you'll consider a pledge, whether it's, a dollar or five or ten or twenty uh, and I'll tell you i i i want I prefer this to ads because I personally don't like listening to ads on shows or uh, watch seeing them on on TV shows i just didn't i don't want frankly i don't want to subject the audience to ads uh, because as I've said before, I've said several times before, I respect your time. I know you, time is the most valuable thing it's funny, you know I was listening to an interview with uh, James Corden, the guy that does the Late Late Show on CBS. And he said something which I thought was, uh, just really kind of stuck with me from the the whole interview. He said, you know, he'd rather waste money than time, because time's really the only thing we have that matters. Uh, You can't get it back, you can't, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, I'd rather not subject you to a two or three 30 second ads during a podcast that annoy you and waste your time. So, um, instead I, I just wanted to open it up on a purely voluntary basis for those of you who might kindly, uh, pledge a bit of money every month, whether, again, you know, whether it's as a thank you for the time and effort I put into this podcast or for those of, and, or for those of you who want to help me make my Tesla dream come true. So, uh, again, I, uh, There's nothing—I'm not creating any artificial walls. The show is going to continue exactly as is if you don't want to pledge. Nothing's going to change. You'll keep getting a podcast every Sunday at 9 a.m. But if you do pledge, I wanted to try and offer you a little something extra depending on the level of pledge. That's kind of how Patreon works. So there are tiers. Uh, I'm offering things like slightly early access to each week's episode. Uh, your name mentioned in the plugs at the end of the show. Uh, a big idea that I'm gonna do. I've got a uh, the thing, remember I was telling you about how I had an idea for what to do with all the extra awesome calls. Well, one of the tiers, I want I'm gonna do a uh, once a month, all call-in show, just nothing but, call, but hotline calls. Those ones that I can't get to that are each week that are great, but just don't, don't quite, that I can't get in for one reason or another. So I'm going to do a monthly hotline call-in show once a month. Uh, and even uh, the highest tier, I've got, uh, is a, uh, are, you get a, all that stuff that I just said, plus a Ride the Lightning logo coffee mug, because the, the t-shirt company I use for Nerd Styles also can do, uh, coffee mugs. In fact, I, I, we, I have one. We, uh, I sell one that are little, like a little coexist, uh, design. So I can totally do coffee mugs as well. And who doesn't love a good coffee mug? So anyway, that's enough time spent on that. But again, I, it is, it is with, uh, it is with hat in hand, just very, very humbly, uh, just thank everybody for, for their support. And, you know, I would appreciate if you at least take a look at the page, whether you choose to pledge or not, of course, is completely up to you. The website again is patreon.com slash Tesla podcast. Uh, and now let's talk referral program real quick while we're on the subject of show business. I want to thank, uh, everyone, but especially two people, we've got Two referrals so far. Last week, we talked about the new Tesla referral program. Uh, it's been reshaped again ever so slightly. There, there are interesting prizes for the second, third, fourth, fifth referrals. And then, of course, they are giving away a Model X, a ludicrous Model X, once again as a grand prize drawing that you get in, entered into for each completed referral. That means, so w- the fact that we've got two so far, because it's, it's Joe Willett, the very kind soul from Michigan, who is uh, who is very gener- very generously offered to give me the X. Of course, I have to, I'll pay his tax all the taxes and stuff. But he is he is uh, volunteered to uh, get the X to me uh, should he happen to win it. Joe is a is a Model S owner from Michigan, and we've already got two referrals so far on Joe's code. That means that thanks to your kindness and generosity, Joe has already got himself the Tesla weekender bag that will be uh, sent to him in the same color as his Model S interior. And thus, not only does Joe get that weekender bag, but I have two entries into that Model X referral via Joe. So thank you guys so much. And again, if you, uh, if you are thinking of buying an S or an X in the next, uh, what is it? A month or so, please use Joe's referral code and that code. The, so this is, you just type this into your browser. It's going to take you to a landing page that says, okay, do you want an S or an X? You click which one, and then it'll take you to the design studio with Joe's referral code plugged in, you're gonna get $1,000 off your SRX. And so anyway, that website is ts.la slash joe9713, that Joe being, of course, J-O-E. So maybe that referral code can get some extra use because of this week's big Tesla news, that being the Model S just got cheaper. Yes, the Model S 60 kilowatt hour car has returned from the grave. We've only, we've been seeing the batteries get bigger, bigger, bigger. This is a very interesting and unexpected move on Tesla's part. The 60 is back. I gotta say that I guess they must've just had a whole bunch of extra 60 badges laying around that they didn't know what to do with. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, The new cars, the 70 is gone. Of course, remember, we just, we just talked about how the all the 70s that are shipping, the new 70s that are shipping, uh, are actually 75s, software limited to 70. Well, that has gone away. Now, it's the 60, or you can get it in a, D, in a dual motor version, 60 or 60D. The 60 is starts at $66,000. That's got a 210, that's before incentives, by the way, so if you're in California, that could actually get you down to fifty-six thousand. So the sixty model, the sixty kilowatt-hour Model S, sixty-six thousand dollars. That car has got a two hundred and ten mile range, a zero to sixty of five point five seconds, and the top speed is one thirty, which is a bit slower than the one fifty-five that the higher spec Model S's top out at. But I can't imagine you'd possibly be wanting to go one hundred and thirty-one. Miles an hour, particularly often. Uh, If you opt for the dual motor version, the 60D will add 5,000 to the price, which has been that standard price uh, for the dual motor upgrade on Model S for quite some time. So that'll take you to 71,000 base price for the 60D. Uh, That's going to add eight miles of range to the pack, meaning 218 miles and shaving off three-tenths of a second on the zero to 60 times, so put puts you at 5.2 seconds to 60 miles an hour. Now, as I just said, just like with those 70s, which are now gone, uh, they're software locked. These are 75-kilowatt-hour batteries, software restricted to 60-kilowatt-hour. I really think this is a shrewd move on Tesla's part, uh, because... The battery is, of course, famously the most expensive component of the Teslas. Uh, this is why the Gigafactory... Well, one of the reasons the Gigafactory exists, another one being simply scale economies of scale, uh, rather just the, the, you know, the production constraints of, of, uh, of the Tesla's production. The batteries are what holds it up, and that's one reason the Gigafactory is being made. But the other one is the fact that uh, the batteries are expensive. The Gigafactory is meant to get the price of that battery pack down. So I think it's really interesting that they're putting a more expensive battery in these cars and selling them for, you know, 60, starting at Uh, 66,000. Because I can't imagine that the conversion rate on a 60, getting software upgraded to a 75, is that high over the life of the car. So it seems to me that Tesla might be willing to sacrifice profit margin per car in exchange for just increased overall sales volume, which, by the way, is exactly what they're going to be doing with the Model 3. So perhaps this is sort of a trial run for Model 3 in, in the fiscal sense, like, oh, let's see what the company's numbers look like when we are making less per car but selling more cars, You know, so uh, if you want to upgrade to that 75 kilowatt full capacity when you're if you do it when you order, it's an $8,500 upgrade, which if my math and memory are correct, that's comes out to $250 less than it was to get up to the 75 kilowatt hour when they first started offering that software upgrade option on the 70s. Or, so if you, or if you want to do it later, if you take delivery of your car and then down the road, you decide, I think I want that extra 15 kilowatt hours, it's going to be $9,000 to do that. So, uh, that's nine grand, uh, for 19% more battery or effectively about 40 miles of range. It's like 39 for the, for the rear wheel drive 60 and 41 for the dual motor. 60. So effectively, let's just split the difference. About 40 miles of range uh, you get added for that, for that $9,000. Uh, by the way, it's interesting to note that unlike the original 60s, these include free supercharging for the life of the car. In the purchase price, you don't have to add a $2,000 supercharging option to these cars. Matt from St. Louis wanted to call in and react to the Model S 60 announcement. So I'm gonna turn the floor over to him. Matt, go ahead.
1: Hi, this is Matt from St. Louis. So I'm calling regarding the new 60 kilowatt hour battery pack that they're offering in the Model S. um, Kind of similar that they're doing with the 70. You can upgrade to the 75 kilowatt hour. My question is how the battery actually goes down to the 60 kilowatt. So do they set it to where only 60 kilowatt of the battery is active? and the other 15 kilowatt is technically off? Or is it set to where it is allows you to charge up to 100%, but it's really only charging the 60 kilowatt hours? My thought process is here. Um, it's essentially, if it's the latter, then you could charge to 100% over and over and not do damage to your battery, because you're only filling up 60 of the 75 kilowatt hours. Um, I think that'd probably be the the better way for Tesla to go about it because then you know you're not putting the stress on the battery. So just curious how that worked. Uh, thanks for doing a great job. bye.
0: Well, Matt, that's an excellent call, and uh, it has to charge the whole thing in order to keep that those cells viable. So you're right, you're you're going to be able to charge to a hundred quote I use this in air quotes by the way, a hundred percent whenever you want, and you're not stressing the battery. Or impacting the battery's life in a negative way, in the way that you would by charging by doing a, a 100% range charge on the 90 kilowatt-hour pack. So uh, that is a that is an interesting little quote-unquote perk, I guess, for this. Uh, yeah, it's better for the overall long-term health of the battery to have to have uh, some of the battery sort of blocked off effectively. Now, a couple of people have actually already asked me. So, Ryan, are you going to jump at one of these and? Uh, well, I mean, they, they mean, well, you mean, well, my answer unfortunately is the same as it was when people would ask me, Oh, you're going to get a, you're going to get a CPO model S they're cheaper. Uh, No. And it's uh, unfortunately it's for two reasons. First, I can't afford a a $56,000 car right now. Uh, But even if I could, honestly, I, I, I just don't think I could, it would be tough to not to look a gift horse in the mouth, but I mean, if I'm going to spend that kind of money on a car, I want some good options on it too. Like next-gen seats are a must. You, I've been in them; they're amazing. You, you're literally in them every time you're in the car, so it's hard to argue against that. You know, then you got you got you got to get the autopilot, panoramic roof in California, gimme. Uh, so <laughs> you know, the list goes on. But uh, second, I'd honestly, I'd rather keep saving. If I can't afford a well-equipped Model S, I'd personally rather keep saving. And get a well-equipped Model Three that's loaded with 2017 tech and possibly hardware enabled for a higher level of autonomous driving, as we're all sort of suspecting. And yeah, that 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 same 56 grand will probably go a lot farther on Model Three. Of course, there will be trade-offs. You know, maybe the the nice the quality of the interior, the quality of the ride, whatever it is. You know, things that there will be things that differentiate a three from an S, but. Um, you know, it's, but I want the, you know, I could, uh, for that same money, I could do a bigger, the bigger battery pack and thus longer range on the Model 3, the dual motor, autopilot, etc. So even if I could scrape together enough for a 60 kilowatt s, I, I wouldn't really want to with, when, when I'd be, you know, with that kind of money on the line. So uh, it, again, I know beggar, <laughs> believe me, beggars can't be choosers. But again, like if I were going to get a Tesla I'd wanna go as all out as I possibly could it, because it means that much to me and, and it's something I'd use every day. And so yeah the, the, the Model 3 will give me a better chance of going as all out as possible than an S or X would. Now, an S and X would change my, if one showed up in my driveway tomorrow, my life would be absolutely changed for the better. Don't get me wrong. But for me, for me right here and, and right now, the smarter move for me is to stay on my Model 3 plan, but I do think this is a very bold move by Tesla, and I think it will pay off. I think it will pay off. Next up this week is a, a thing that I normally, you know, I I'm, I try to curate this podcast uh, so that I'm not, I'm only talking about topics that are going to be interesting, and you know, I'm, I'm, I don't cover necessarily every single tiny little thing. You know, stuff like there have been things recently where like a a Model X owner claimed that their car accelerated itself into the wall, like into a restaurant or something. And they said it was the car's fault that the autopilot did it. And then Tesla releases the logs. And it turns out the car didn't do anything. It wasn't supposed to do. So anyway, but but this one, this one here is a story that uh, has gotten pretty big. Probably uh, Tesla didn't, wasn't looking for this to happen, but it happened. So uh, a, a, an owner on the Tesla Motors Club forums posted about a suspension issue and a control arm that broke off on his car. He's got a Model S with over 70,000 miles on it. Uh, he's out in Pennsylvania. And so he, he talks about how this, this control arm just broke, just snapped on him, uh, obviously made the car completely unusable. And the story, basically the a blogger, a, a, a site you've probably never heard of, I hadn't, picks it up and uh, turns it into a story about Tesla making customers sign NDAs to uh, in exchange for, you know repairs for you know, so that, that uh, bad news about Tesla doesn't get out there, stuff like this. And what happened was all of oh, a lot, a lot of, a lot of more mainstream news outlets picked it up. And so, uh, Tesla then did issue a statement. I happen to just be on Twitter, uh, and caught the, the, the tweet, right? As Tesla made it. So I click on this cause it's a, it's a blog entitled a grain of salt. And I'm, I'm reading about this. This Tesla blog is, is fascinating. I highly encourage you to read the whole thing. If you get a, you get time to go to Tesla's site, so basically the short version is Tesla is completely refuting all of this because the the report then became oh the the National Highway and Traffic Safety Association is investigating Tesla and this whole thing so uh Tesla did fire back in in what I think has become a very uniquely Tesla way uh, unique uh, and what by what I mean by that is that it's <laughs> This response is laced with pure truth, or at least Tesla's account of it. That's what seems comes across as a very honest account there. You definitely don't, there's no spin. I guess that's really what I'm going for. because I guess I don't truly know if Tesla is telling the truth or not, but, uh, Tesla's brand of communication. I love it because it is just very direct. It's not coded in uh, in PR speak. And believe me, I have been working in the video game industry for the last 13 plus years. And the video game industry is mostly nothing but <laughs> PR speak. So I, I, I'm pretty good at knowing PR speak when I hear it. And that's what, you know, and most, that's not even a video game industry thing. Most industries, especially big industries, the car industry, certainly no exception. So Tesla's blog in refuting these claims that they, Basically, you know, silenced a customer who had a problem. I'm going to read you just a couple of excerpts from this because it's long. So the following are quotes from Tesla's blog about this uh, alleged suspension problem in the Model S. A few things need to be cleared up about the supposed safety of Model S suspensions. First, there is no safety defect with the suspensions in either the Model S or the Model X. Skip, skip, skip. Second the nhtsa has not opened any investigation nor has it even started a preliminary evaluation which is the lowest form of formal investigatory work that it does skip 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 third tesla has never and would never ask a customer to sign a document to prevent them from talking to nhtca or any other government agency that is preposterous that's those are now those are tesla's words not mine skip 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 where they explain how they uh, sometimes have customers sign a goodwill agreement when because Tesla will, uh, from time to time, do effectively warranty work that they don't have to, and they have a customer sign an agreement so that they won't get sued over it if anything were to go wrong. Fourth, Tesla's own actions demonstrate, demonstrate just how rigorous we are about bringing issues to NHTCA's attention, and they cite the seatbelt, the voluntary seatbelt recall, and the voluntary model x third row seat recall skip 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 finally it is worth this is by the way this is the part to listen for this is this is the the gold finally it is worth noting that the blogger who fabricated this issue which then caused negative and incorrect news to be written about tesla by reputable institutions is edward niedermeyer this is the same gentle soul who previously wrote a blog titled Tesla death watch, which started on May 19th, 2008, uh, pardon me, which starting on May 19th, 2008 was counting the days until Tesla's death. It has now been 2,944 days. We just checked our pulse and much to his chagrin appear to be alive. It is probably wise to take Mr. Niedermeyer's words with at least a small grain of salt. Now I'm not skipping anything. I'm just going to read, this is the good part. Uh, Continued, We don't know if Mr. Niedermeyer's motivation is simply to set a world record for axe grinding or whether he or his associates have something financial to gain by negatively affecting Tesla's stock price. But it is important to highlight that there are several billion dollars in short sale bets against Tesla. This means that there is a strong financial incentive to greatly amplify minor issues and to create false issues from whole cloth. Wow, Uh, they went on to end it by saying that, hey, we're not perfect and we'd never claim to be, but you know, we didn't do anything wrong here. Wow, 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 at that mic drop. The snark factor is off the charts there. Uh, Now, as we've seen in the past, Tesla often won't comment on these things because 99% of them are garbage. But, uh, and I have to say, like, Tesla, again, I work in the communications field enough to to have the sense that I know that you've always got to be careful to stay above the fray and not troll the trolls because then you're stooping to their level and it makes you look bad, even though they're the ones that are being monsters. But we have seen that when they're pushed enough Tesla will issue a statement to defend themselves. And honestly, I love this because could you possibly imagine this letter? This kind of truth bomb laced with snark coming from literally any other car company in the world. I, it just wouldn't happen. Uh, however, that being said, and again, it, this when these things have come up, I'll say the same thing I've said before. Uh, so I don't know if Tesla is telling the truth. I don't know, you know, maybe, you know, maybe there is something horrible going on with the suspensions, but Tesla has earned with me and you you can call me, you can accuse me, you can call me a fanboy if you want. But for me, Tesla has earned the benefit of the doubt in these things because they have been very open and very honest about things in the past, both about their mistakes and other things. So, uh, Tesla to me gets that benefit of the doubt, but I will say that if Niedermeyer's plan was to tank the stock uh, and make money on short selling, which, by the way, that's probably what, it's the most likely scenario, which Tesla themselves even point out. I will say that their plan might've, Niedermeyer's plan might've worked because I was, I was watching when this was all going on. Tesla's stock dropped $6 the day this happened. And uh, after having been on a steady uptick the whole week, and then it was down another 10, uh, 10 and change today to close out the week kind of in the fallout of this. So, you know, Niedermeyer may have, may, may have won after all, at least temporarily. So uh, just a, a very odd story, but it's great to see Tesla sticking up for themselves, coming to their defense. And, and on this note, so this got, you know, I was not the only one to have a, a reaction to this. I want to go to Diego from Portland right now we've heard from him on the show before he has a uh, he wants to to talk about this so diego take it away
2: hey ryan this is diego in portland oregon just calling in to uh, vent a little bit uh this week has been extremely frustrating um you may have heard of all the drama that has spelled out um or spilled out in the public regarding the supposedly suspension defect uh, with with Tesla Model S's. And it's just, I just find it so ridiculous that out of one issue, it gets blown up out of proportion. And I just needed to vent my frustration on it because how dumb are these people? I mean, seriously, uh, how many other manufacturers have issues like this that don't get spilled into uh, the spotlight? like this and um i just can't help but think back to 2013 time frame when uh there was a new york times journalist that uh tried to um show that uh the model s was horrible in the in the winter and did not have the range that, that, that it published and elon was pretty pretty detailed in debunking that and uh the smells very similar to that, uh, or even when Top Gear like falsely, um, showed how the Roadster, um, would quote unquote fail. Um, and, and, uh, you know, was scripted in the show that, that it should fail when in fact it was a, a totally functioning car and that even, there was a lawsuit for that. Anyway, sorry for the rant, but I needed to express my frustration and, um, keep up the good work. Um, I really, like, uh, really love the show. All right. Bye.
0: I think you're absolutely right. Diego. Tesla is indeed held to a different standard for many reasons. Sometimes, uh, it's FUD, you know, we, we see what happens that they get their targets for that. Sometimes it's competitors taking shots, but you're right. Like the, the these little single incident things that would never even make the news, would never be picked up by any blogger, anybody with other car companies become totally amplified with Tesla. It's because this is the road because Tesla is changing everything because they are upsetting the norm. They are changing the paradigm. This is the road that Tesla must forge because it's never been forged before. I mean, this is their, this is their mantle to carry. Uh, I mean, if you've ever if you've ever seen The Dark Knight the, from two thousand eight, the Heath Ledger, Christian Bale, the second Batman, the second Christopher Nolan Batman movie, it's it's literally my favorite movie of all time. I love it. At one point in the movie, Alfred tells Bruce Wayne, "Endure, Master Wayne. Take it. They'll hate you for it. But that's the point of Batman. He can be the outcast. He can make the choice that no one else can make, the right choice." That was, by the way, the worst British accent in the history of British accents. So I'm super apologizing for that right now. <laughs> but Tesla, don't you see Tesla is the Batman of the automotive industry in this case. They are the ones that must, that must shoulder it. You know, they, they have to bear this, but uh, it's, it is really interesting to see how these stories become bigger than life with Tesla, where they really, really wouldn't even blip on the radar with other manufacturers. So Diego, great call there. That is the news for this week. I'm going to come right back and we've got uh, several excellent calls lined up in the Ride the Lightning hotline right after this. Oh, and literally after, just after I'd finished recording the podcast, I'm now editing this back in. So I confess this is, this is now edited back in, but uh, Elon took to Twitter regarding this suspension matter. Uh, so this is now in addition to that blog So Elon saying NHTCA confirmed today that they found no safety concern with the Model S suspension and have no further need for data from us on this matter. Of greater concern, 37 of 40 suspension complaints to NHTCA were fraudulent, i.e. false location or vehicle identification numbers were used. False VINs. would see, And then he's one more tweet would seem to indicate that one or more people sought to create the false impression of a safety issue where none existed. Question is why? Well, Elon, we know the answer to that. And we talked about that already. That is because they're shorts. I mean, that was even addressed in the company's own blog post. It's, it's gotta be purely, well, it's either, it's, uh, there's a couple things here. Uh, I'm now going to turn this into a whole edited in segment. It's going to be hopefully not too weird. So you've got the short factor. You've got uh, people like Niedermeyer that are probably shorts and they are looking to financially capitalize on the Tesla stock going down. But remember back to, uh a, well, was probably a good couple months ago now, maybe before, I know you know we got a lot, I got a lot more new listeners after the Model 3 reveal. So this is before before then. So maybe you haven't heard this, but the Koch brothers, the, uh, again, I don't want to get political here, but the Koch brothers actually, it was, it, they are attempting, this is like documented, this is out, they are, they are spending a bunch of money, they are taking a huge initiative to actually uh, try to ruin electric vehicles, they, you know, obviously, with obviously Tesla's at the top of that heap. So I wonder, and, and they've said that they're going to be doing all sorts of Things to attempt to do that. I wonder if this is a Koch brothers initiative too. I don't want to get too conspiratorial or too political either, but I'm simply f- floating it out there as a as a you know a theory based on what has already been publicized before. So uh, I think I think Elon can answer his own question. He's probably just looking to spur some public discussion about it. But anyway, all right. That is. Elon's, uh, official comments on that. And now, uh, let's get back to wherever the heck I left off in the show. Sorry if this is an awkward transition, but I figured I, I I didn't want to put the show out there without mentioning Elon's comments because obviously they're, uh, they're very important in this, in this situation. So back to your regularly scheduled ride the lightning with me (laughs) back to me, me. All right. It's time once again for the Ride the Lightning Hotline. I remind you, if you've got a question, a comment, or a discussion topic for the podcast, give me a call. I've got the Ride the Lightning Hotline set up anytime. It's a toll-free call or Skype, and the number is 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And I remind you that if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Please visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And, uh, you know, I mentioned the Patreon at the top of the show, which will include, at at the certain tiers, a monthly call-in show. All calls, a bonus show every month. It's all calls. I will say, if you called in this past week and you don't hear your call on the show, I already earmarked several calls to go into that first episode of the all call-in show. So uh, stay tuned for that. And we'll start off with, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly. I'm not sure if I quite got it. Chai from San Mateo, uh, right here, in, right here in the Bay Area, San Mateo, you've got a supercharger in your neighborhood, sir, over by the Whole Foods. I'm sure you know that already. Uh, he asks if I uh, about autonomous driving and if it could, in fact, if autonomous could hurt Tesla. This is interesting. Let's talk about it. Chai, go ahead. Hey, Ryan, this is Chai calling in from San Mateo.
3: I had an interesting question regarding the autonomous driving that we know is coming to Tesla. Just wanted to get your thoughts on on this. So the question that I had was, do you think the autonomous driving could actually hurt Tesla more than it can help Tesla in terms of their sales? The reason I'm saying this is actually twofold. One is, I mean, imagine a family of four or five, they don't need to have another car if they have one Tesla that is autonomous driving. And I'm assuming this car can drive itself, can charge itself. Pretty much, pretty much be a smart uh, member of the family. So the same car can drive all the family members at their respective times, pick them up by the end of the day, whenever they need, whenever they need that. So that's one, and that's that's how it can hurt the sales. You know, reduce the sales half or or more per family. Second is when uh, companies like Uber or Lyft jump onto the aut- autonomous driving bandwagon would that A, reduce Tesla's brand value and thus reduce sales? And B, would that actually reduce the need for people to actually own cars uh, because they can ride uh, on, you know, on the Model 3 or S through Uber or Lyft for cheap? Just wanted to get your thoughts and your uh, member thoughts on that. Great podcast, keep up the good work, thank you.
0: So you raise extremely interesting points here. Let's talk about them. First. Uh, if people were to only have one car instead of two, because that one car can drive anywhere by itself and, you know, sort of shuttle people to and fro that's, so I think that's Tesla's very happy with that because think about that. If that one car is a Tesla in their household, that's a win for them because remember Tesla's market share in the grand scheme of things is infinitesimal right now. It's still very tiny. So if people start ditching cars and having one car in the house, but that one car is a Tesla, but it's, let's say it's 10% of households and then maybe 20 in another, you know, however many years, that's huge. That's a huge win for them. As for the Uber Lyft, you know, factor, uh, and or people skipping out on cars entirely because of autonomous Teslas potentially negating the need for them. I mean, you just, all you got to do there to know how that affects Tesla is go back to Elon's mission statement that he repeats almost every time he publicly speaks. And that is Tesla exists to accelerate the advent of sustainable transportation. So if autonomous Teslas can truly take that many emissions producing cars off of the road, then Elon's won. Even if if those Teslas are in fleets or people aren't driving at all, that's that's it. That's a that's a end game. That's a victory for Elon. So great call here. Thank you so much for that. Our next call this week, uh, unfortunately, she is anonymous. She did not leave her name. I, I so I apologize. I feel make it feels so impersonal to just say uh, ma'am or miss. But uh, let's hear from her calling in from LaGuardia Airport, uh, wondering she's got a question about the anti-theft capabilities of Tesla's. Go ahead. Yeah. Hey,
1: Ryan. Sorry, it's kind of loud. I'm calling from LaGuardia, and I was wondering about the anti-theft uh, characteristics of the Tesla. Uh, I just have an old-fashioned car that basically just has an alarm, and it's pretty easy to steal. And I was wondering, um, it seems like the Tesla's really hard to steal, and you were talking earlier how hard it was for hackers to try to get into the car. So Does that mean that there are no documented cases of someone stealing a Tesla without having a fob for it? And also, um, if someone does get your fob, um, is there a way to remotely deactivate your Tesla? Or what are some of the really cool features that help protect the Tesla from theft? Thanks so much, and thanks for your podcast. See ya. Bye.
0: So, uh, excellent call. To the best of my knowledge, you are correct. You cannot get anywhere in a Tesla without a key fob. The fob is the key. And the cars, as you referenced the the discussion, the call last week, we talked about uh, the hacking situation. The car currently cannot be hacked. The only documented cases I'm aware of, of, of a Tesla being stolen, involve the key fob. And if somebody does get your fob, you can't deactivate the car through the app, but you can GPS track them through there. And then you can call the police and tell the police exactly where your car is, how fast it's going, where, and where it's going. Uh, and then I believe, I, I can't, I'm not 100% certain on this, but I do believe that Tesla can, in conjunction with the, with the police, with the authorities, I believe Tesla does have the well have the capability to shut down the car if that's what's decided as the best course of action. So you have to remember, you yeah they don't they don't let you do it from the app because it's a potential safety concern. Uh, you know whether for a million reasons I'm sure you can you can fathom uh, both in theft situations and even in non-theft situations. But uh, the essence. So you think about it too. I mean, it's you, you you kind of remind me of a good point that. Teslas are very well heralded for, for their safety features and their safety rating, but the S and X are not only the safest cars in the world, they're also the most theft proof. we don't hear that talked about very often. Excellent call. Uh, next up is Ramy from the Netherlands he wants to talk about the model 3's HUD. He's got an idea for it. Ramy, take it away. Hey, Ryan, this is Remy from the Netherlands again. Uh, I have an idea
3: about the heads of display in the new Model 3. Why? I hope that Tesla would make it uh, like augmented reality, so that you, when you look at the road that you can see the lane that you have to take uh, lighting up or something of, or, or getting green, something like that. Uh, I'm uh, curious about your thoughts about that. Uh, I think it's going to be complicated because it has to be aligned with the eyes of the driver. But if you think this could be possible, I would love it. And uh, let me know what you think about this. Thank you. Keep up the good work. I love your show.
0: So while what you propose would be amazing, I don't think we're quite ready for something that advanced in, a, in an affordable mass, cons, mass market consumer car just yet. Uh, and I actually have a somewhat valid reason. I have a bit of anecdotal evidence to support this. Uh, the reason is because I've used AR. Last year at E3, which is, as I said at the top of the show, that's where I am now, as you're listening to this week's episode, I got to try Microsoft's augmented reality headset, which is called the HoloLens. I, this is no this is no exaggeration. It was amazing. It was, I was floored by it. It was it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. Uh, it was a Halo themed simulation. Halo is the big the big Xbox game, uh, if you're not familiar. It was an amazing augmented reality experience, but there's a couple things. One, the development kits are like three grand. So, you know, this is still very expensive technology and more, possibly even more hazardous than that in the case of having this on on a Model 3. The field of view on the HoloLens, because of the computing power involved, the field of view, it's like a mail slot. It's very small that was the big limiting factor of the experience that I had with Microsoft's HoloLens set. So uh, unless Tesla is secretly about to deploy the most advanced consumer-ready AR tech in the world, which, by the way, is not completely out of the question, I just don't think it's something we're going to see in the first generation of Model 3 or anytime soon on any other Tesla. But I definitely think we'll get there eventually, and I'm sure Elon will be... At the front of it because he he seems to be uh, pushing all kinds of cool tech, just dragging the industry forward <laughs> whether they want to or not. All right, excellent call. I've Got one more for you this week. Let's go to Mark from the UK. Uh, he has a question about autopilot, and it's a fun question. Let's hear from Mark. Go ahead.
2: Hello there, there. My name is Mark Johnson. I'm from the UK. Um, I'm on the verge of ordering a Model S. Um, Just a quick question um, of of Auregard's Autopilot. Do you think they would ever consider using Autopilot when it's certainly more developed uh, into autonomous driving to having cars drive themselves for a service um, overnight um, for their annual service? I think that would be a really useful, useful feature and potentially could take it further in driving cars to drive themselves to a nearest supercharger if you didn't have a charger at home. Two uh, potentially quite useful features for um, the Model uh, S or X or whatever it comes with. Love the show. Thanks very much for doing the work, and uh, we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye.
0: So, Mark, first of all, thank you for the call, and uh, please use the referral code. Use Joe's referral code if you if you haven't ordered your car yet. It will work anywhere in the world. Would love it if you would use it. Let's give uh, let's give Joe another, uh, tier up on the referral prizes. And let's, uh, I would thoroughly, I would be very humbled and grateful for another, another entry into the, uh, the model X raffle that's going on. So again, that URL, if you missed it at the top of the show, Mark is, uh, type in, in your browser, ts.la slash Joe, J O E nine, seven, one, three. And that'll take you to, A landing page, you can select, configure your Model S, build it, order it, and uh, you'll get yourself $1,000 off of your S. Now, to your question, yes, this could totally happen. This could absolutely happen. In fact, Elon has already talked about it. He himself, Elon himself has said that he sees a time soon where you could theoretically fly from your home in New York out to LA. Say you're going to be out there for a week. You could send your car and you could have your car meet you there. The car could drive itself, plugging itself into superchargers along the way, autonomously driving itself, and then you got your car in LA because you need a car in LA if you've ever been there. Or Elon's also, there's the prospect of summon deliveries, where you actually take delivery of your new Tesla by having the car drive itself to your house. That is a science, it sounds like it's science fiction, but this is Elon Musk we're talking about. We are, this is where we're heading. Probably in the next five, maybe 10 years tops, I would have to think, but I think Elon's going to get us there. Though, I got to say, we do, we need that charger snake to get finished and deployed first where the the cable automatically comes up and plugs itself in and and unplugs itself from your Tesla. So we're missing that piece and then we need the autonomous driving piece, but that's it. Then, Then it's good to go. Your, your exact scenario is completely plausible in the near future, Mark. So thank you for the call. And uh, if you do, in fact, pull the trigger on that Model S, I say pre-congratulations to you. I have little doubt that uh, you will enjoy the heck out of it. And I wonder, yeah, I don't know how many, uh, how many Model S's are over in the UK, but odds are you're probably going to be a rock star in your neighborhood. That is it for the Ride the Lightning Hotline again. Uh, got several more good calls, but just want to manage the, the time of this episode. So uh, if, you didn't, if you called in this past week and you did not hear yourself, there is a very good chance that you're going to show up in the very first uh, Hot Ride the Lightning Hotline episode. Again, which will be monthly as part of the Patreon that I have set up at uh, patreon.com slash Podcast. Be right back to wrap things up for you right after this. All right, as Maggie the Boxer munches on her dinner behind me, I, again, one more time I'll mention I would be just eternally grateful if you would take a look at the Patreon page that I've set up at patreon.com slash teslapodcast. Uh, I talked enough about it earlier in the show. I'm not going to go through the rap again. But uh, Twitter, you can follow me on there at DMC underscore Ryan. Or you can always, and or, you can always email me. The email address for the show is Tesla Podcast. At gmail.com. If you're a video game player, then uh, this is the week for you, actually. As I said, as you hear this, I am at E3 in Los Angeles. It is Christmas morning, the, the, which spread out over the course of a week for the video game industry. So uh, my day job is IGN.com. I'm part of the team there. We are covering the heck out of E3, all the big announcements, uh, hands on, first hands on with all kinds of uh, hot new games. It is uh, the, the biggest week of the year, so uh, if you are a casual gamer, hardcore gamer, if you're a hardcore gamer, you probably already know. But anyway, I'm on IGN.com by day. Nerdstyles.com is my little t-shirt website where I've got some video game and just generally geek-inspired t-shirt designs of my own creation, uh, as well as a coffee mug if you'd uh, like to outfit yourself with any of those t-shirts. Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter is subscribed to for free at teslaweekly.com. It is a fantastic resource, as is the newly redesigned teslarati.com. The crew, Gene and the crew over there, are very, very supportive of this podcast for which I am truly grateful. It really just helps get the word out to more and more folks in the Tesla community, the growing by the day Tesla community, I might add. So thank you, Gene. Thank you to the team at teslarati.com for your support of the podcast mentioning it just about every week. Uh, If you do have a Model S or if you're getting one from uh, the referral program, maybe you're using the referral code, taking delivery, you can get this podcast in your car via the TuneIn app. Uh, Go to the TuneIn website, find Ride the Lightning Tesla Podcast or search Tesla Podcast uh, on there. You'll see it, you'll find it, follow it, then it's going to show up in your favorites in your car. So that's pretty cool. And next week, now that the Patreon, this is the official launch of the Patreon. Now, uh, starting next week, this is the part of the show where I will thank everybody at the at the thank you tier, which I believe I don't have it in front of me. I believe is the ten dollar per month tier. So uh, your name here next week potentially. Thank you all so much. Uh, this episode has obviously this one. This is a big one for me with uh, with the launch of this Patreon and uh, some cool or at least very interesting. Tesla news to go over, man, it just gets more and more interesting every week with this company. That's why I'm, I'm uh, so glad I started this podcast. I'm so grateful for your support. And I will see you all this time next week. Happy electric motoring.